0: Welcome back to Coaches on a Mission. We've got another bonus episode in your feed today. If you don't already subscribe to or follow the show, please take, I don't know, three seconds to do that now because we've got just a few more special episodes coming your way. Hi there. I'm Dallas Travers, your host, and I have curated the What to Do Instead series to offer up actionable alternatives to the harmful, the outdated, or just the ridiculous practices perpetuated in the online coaching space. So we have been talking about content. We've been talking about sales. We've been talking about goals and social media. Today, we're going to take a step back and talk about visibility and the big picture around visibility. So before I introduce our guests, I've got a quick favor to ask. Please go to dallastravers.com forward slash WTDI. That stands for what to do instead. Go there now and download your free companion digital magazine. First of all, it's super pretty. Okay, but more importantly, every guest in this special What to Do Instead series, they've provided a special gift for you, which you can download inside the magazine. And I have personally pledged to donate $1 for every new email subscriber who snags the magazine before the end of December. That money will go to the AFIA Center, which is committed to bringing reproductive justice, refuge, education, and resources to Black women and girls in North Texas. It's actually the only reproductive justice organization that was founded and continues to be run by Black women, and they just celebrated their 15th anniversary. So reproductive justice is a cause that's very near and dear to my heart. So please visit dallastravers.com forward slash WTDI to sign up and receive your free copy of the What to Do Instead digital magazine. Okay, so let's get into today's important conversation, how as a values-driven Coach, can you feel safe being visible and staying visible as you build your business? Our first guest today is Kiana Tompkins, who just released a book to help Black women dispel the myth of bootstrapping your business, so that they can overcome the wealth and accessibility barriers that have impacted them oftentimes for generations. So Kiana is going to introduce you to this important message right at the top of the episode. From there, you'll hear from May Kay Sang, who wants every coach, especially those with marginalized identities, to maintain what she calls sustainable visibility. May Kay will teach you the art of being seen without burning out. Then the creator of Wildly Creative, Sonia, will share her Brave framework, and it's designed to help you embrace your personality-soaked brand. And finally, we will wrap things up with Lorianne Mirabito, who wants every coach to literally step out on a bigger stage and deliver high-impact talks as your new favorite visibility method. All right, lots to cover, lots to think about. I can't wait to get started. Hey there, coaches. My name is Kiana
1: Tompkins and I am an entrepreneur and author and a social media maven with over eight years experience. I've created the company Media Easy Marketing and it's my mission to help entrepreneurs and small businesses like yours create simple digital marketing solutions to build your brand. One outdated and harmful practice that coaches need to ditch right away is the fear of asking for help in their business. The truth is you're going to require so much support to be successful. And often that support is monetary. Let me share why we all need to let go of the concept of bootstrapping, because the truth is, unless you come from a rich family, it may be hard for you to thrive in your coaching business. And let's be honest, Trust Fund Tommy isn't going to give up its trust fund and bootstrap, so neither should you. Before I take you through the steps, let me introduce you to what you can do instead. Through authenticity, integrity, vulnerability, humility, and ingenuity. You can gather the support and the capital you need to launch and support your coaching business. Now, let me take you through each step of the cash strategy. First is compassion for yourself because nothing of greatness is ever achieved alone. You're going to require the support of all the people around you to be able to propel forward. Second is ask for help from your friends, your family, your community through fundraising, asking for referrals, and getting a professional's help like coaching or courses. You can do things like start a Kickstarter and sell branded materials like t-shirts and notebooks and different things, discount services, in exchange for donations towards your cause. You can also allow your family members to buy in. So if you have 20 family members and each one of them pay $500, you could raise $10,000 in capital having starter pricing. So having starter pricing for new services that you're rendering in your business so that you can gain some extra money. And lastly, just collecting donations. The Third step is to strategize about how much capital you will need to invest in your business to push it forward. You may need money to invest in systems and products that you'll need to run the operations of your business, such as softwares and subscriptions to web hosts, email marketing, project management tools, and other things like that. Investing in a team like a virtual assistant to help you complete essential tasks marketing and advertising to help increase your lead generation for your business, and coaches and courses to help you push your business's growth forward. And lastly, help. Help others by supporting their business when you get the chance to promote reciprocity. Give others referrals and connections that may help them. Engage and share with other entrepreneurs' content online so that they may do the same with you and buy from people you know so they'll be more likely to buy from you. Here is what's possible when coaches use the cash strategy. Let me tell you something. When I first started my marketing business, I was selling websites at 150 bucks a pop. It was super cheap, but the exciting thing was, was that I got over 10 people to sign up immediately for this particular service, and I was able to quickly create $1,000 for my business very fast. You can do the same thing too by discounting one of your services. I definitely recommend trying a price range between $250 and $500 so that you can generate cash a little bit more quickly or creating a product that people can buy at a low cost that you can then sell to promote your business. For me, I wrote a book that promoted how to create more cash, and leave behind financial struggle through entrepreneurship, where I then promote my marketing services at the end of the book. And so in my book, Escaping Generational Poverty, Inheriting the Lifestyle of Paycheck to Paycheck, I talk about where poverty comes from, why some of us don't have the same privilege as trust fund Tommy, and how some of us I find it hard to bootstrap and push forward in the things that we want to do and how it's important for us to leave that rat race behind and be able to jump headfirst into entrepreneurship and succeed. And then I promote my services to help entrepreneurs push forward. So you can do this too, and you can use all of the proceeds to then invest in your business. If you take nothing else away from this episode, know that it's absolutely positively okay for you to receive support. You do not have to go through your business journey alone, and it is totally okay for you to ask help from your friends, family, and community, and those who love and support you. That help may come from referrals, it may come from connections, and it may come from direct donations to your cause. So you you may not come from a rich family like Trust Fund Tommy, but that's okay because you can still be successful and be able to generate capital in a very creative and ingenuitive way. And all it takes is a little bit of courage. So you got this and keep
2: on swimming. My name is McKay Sang and I am the Sustainable Visibility Mentor, Podcast Guesting Strategist, ICF-certified trauma-conscious leadership coach and public speaker. In a nutshell, I help integrity-led online entrepreneurs go from hidden gems to go-to experts through the power of sustainable visibility and podcast guesting. This is so they can continue to make a deeper difference to those they serve, all without compromising their own capacity, boundaries, or bottom line in the process. One harmful practice that coaches really need to ditch right away is thinking that we need to constantly put ourselves out there to anyone and everyone that we can possibly reach. Now let me share why we all need to let this practice of constantly putting ourselves out there go. It's because while admittedly this may work for some, it definitely poses a much more challenging approach those of us who have more marginalized identities and oftentimes less access to resources to even sustain this pace of showing up and because of that there can often be a stop and start sort of approach and oftentimes there's a lot of guilt that comes up because of that a lot of frustrations a lot of pressure and feeling that we've once again fallen off that bandwagon all of those things we can actually alleviate ourselves from if we let go of this particular strategy that actually is not even informed by our own personal needs as human beings, let alone business owners. And there's a quote that I really want to share with you today that really does wrap this up so beautifully and will hopefully help you give permission to yourself to not constantly be on. And it's by the one and only Maya Angelou who says that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did but people will never forget how you made them feel. So let that sink in and allow yourself to take just a bit more time with yourself so that whenever you do show up, it's intentional. Now, before I take you through all of the steps in detail, let me introduce to you what you can do instead of putting yourself out there constantly. It's implementing the three E model which is all about taking a more capacity-informed approach to showing up in your business. Now I'll take you through each of the steps to start integrating the 3E model instead of constantly putting pressure on yourself to put yourself out there all the time. So first I'm going to break down what the 3Es actually stand for and then we are going to do a more of a visual exercise that you may actually want to grab a journal or a scrapbook or your tablet or something like that to really take notes on, because this is really about assessing what you personally need, what your business needs as well, in conjunction with each other. So let me start off with what the three E stand for. The first E stands for essentials. And this is when you, you're you at capacity, you're at your bare minimum, there's only so much that you can do and you want to really lean on what you've already built in your business to really keep you afloat during a busy season of your life. That's what essentials are. The enhancements is when you have a bit more wiggle room than you would during the essentials mode. And you might want to do a podcast interview here and there, for example, if that's something that you're really interested in, or you might want to do more blog posts, you might want to do reels, whatever that is for you like, oh yeah, I have a bit more capacity now. I can do this a little bit more. And as you can probably tell, the last E is the big, bold stuff. And that is what I call the embellishments. Those are the things that you've probably had it on your to-do list for quite some time, but you haven't really gotten around to doing it because other things have always taken priority. But when you're in embellishment mode, that is when you are ready to do the big, bold things. And the thing is, most traditional visibility perspectives often focus on only the embellishments, which actually causes us to not even acknowledge the other forms of visibility that we don't tend to count. And that's often covered in the essentials and the enhancements mode. So that's what all the E's stand for. Now is the time where you might want to grab a piece of paper or your tablet, wherever you like taking notes, and I want you to draw three concentric circles. The center circle is going to be your essentials, the middle circle will be your enhancements, and your embellishments will be the outer circle. And in each of these circles, I want you to write down what is the bare minimum visibility that I need to do to help me in this season so for example in my own essentials in my business I know that human wise I really struggle to be on video and I really struggle to express my voice through the audio form so what that leaves is the written word So that really helps meet my human need of how I can express myself at the bare minimum when I'm really at capacity in life. That takes care of my human side. And when I actually look at my business numbers, I actually know that a lot of my sales for my digital products, services, or anything in between, they often sell because of my emails that I write. So as you can see from there, I have found a meeting point between my human needs and my business needs when I'm in that essentials mode, when I'm at capacity and I have very little to give. When I move outward to the enhancements, when I have a little bit more wiggle room, something that I really love to do and again, have a proven track record in my business to help me has been collaborations in the form of podcast interviews, doing guest workshops, Maybe doing a couple of summit interviews or speaking opportunities in that sense, because I know what's required of me is mainly my spoken voice or being able to show up in more intimate spaces. So again, I found that meeting point between how I like to express myself as a human and what has traditionally helped in my business. I have a proven track record. That's where customers and clients come from. For me, it's been from summits, it's been from podcast interviews, and it's also been from doing private workshops as well, right? Okay? So that's my own enhancements. And then when it comes to the embellishments, that's the big stuff. That's the TEDx talks, that is like all the videos, doing more reels and all of that. So share those examples with you so that when you are filling in these circles for yourself, that you have an idea where that meeting point is when you're at your essentials, what's your bare minimum? What has your business shown you that has helped you before? And when you're at capacity, what method of expression really suits you in that phase? Keep going. Fill out those circles. Find those meeting points. Look at your numbers. Look at how you like to express yourself in different ways and find all of those connections so that when you are just really assessing what do you really need right now in this particular season, you have a go-to plan for your essentials, enhancements, and embellishments. So now you've heard a bit more about the ins and outs of all of this, what's possible when coaches use the 3E model is to have a really adaptive approach to visibility, where there is no constant line that we need to keep straight for the entire way through but there is room for the wiggles <laughs> so to speak. I mean, life throws us a curveball that we have a plan, we have protected ourselves in some or form because we've done those internal assessments of our personal needs as human beings and we've also looked at the numbers and the track records in our business for what actually helps make sales. So when life again it kind of throws us sideways a little bit that we have something already in place to serve us in that particular way. And so, if anything, this is really about giving yourself grace to the fact that your seasons will change. If you take nothing else away from this episode, know this at the very least. There is no one right way to be visible. The whole putting yourself out there constantly narrative, it's just one way that has worked for some, But if you're listening to this right now, I'm guessing that it probably hadn't worked for you. And so I hope that today, when you tuned in and learned more about the 3E model, and how you can create a strategy that's informed by your personal needs, as well as your business needs, that, my friend, is what's going to help you become sustainably visible. So that whenever you show up, it's going to count.
0: Good stuff, right? Up next, we're going to talk branding with Sonia. But first, we've turned each guest's talk into an easy-to-follow article inside the companion What to Do Instead magazine. So please go download your copy now because for every new email subscriber who does before the end of December, I'll donate a dollar to the AFIA Center, which is an incredible reproductive justice organization helping Black women and girls achieve true reproductive freedom. Every single guest you have heard from on this series has contributed a really valuable freebie for you that you can access inside the What to Do Instead digital magazine. So please hit pause, take 30 seconds to visit dallastravers.com forward slash WTDI, and download the What to Do Instead companion magazine. That way you can access All of the gifts, plus a lot of actionable articles to help you put what you're learning on this series into immediate action. Okay, my friends, and now back to the show.
3: Hi, my name is Sonia, brand strategist and consultant, founder of Wally Creating, a brand consultancy firm for the freedom-obsessed entrepreneur who's ready to awaken the industry leader within with a true-to-self personal brand. One outdated practice coaches need to ditch right now is not having a personality-soaked brand strategy. The reason why this is outdated is because now more than ever, people need to be connected to the person selling in order to buy. Especially in the coaching industry, we wouldn't just walk up to anyone and join their program, not before we're able to connect and relate to them. In the past, those very standard and professional-looking strategies were the way to go, but today that will not take you that far. The truth is that your business is the personal development journey you didn't sign up for. This means your business will grow and evolve with you, and without a personality-infused strategy, you risk either outgrowing your brand or creating a very monotonous one that it isn't all that attractive anyway. The goal is to build a brand people will rave about which is why the Brave framework is here. It builds your brand from the inside out and allows you to be the main character in your business story. Divided into four phases, the Brave methodology hits your brand from different angles, making it a very flexible tool that you can use to revisit or revamp your brand over time without having to burn your business to the ground one more time. Let's go through all of the steps together. Step one is reconnect. This is the part where we're going to focus on deeply connecting with you, the real reason why you started your business, and the mission of your brand. Sometimes all of this is hidden under the shoes, and should I do this, should I not do this, everything that the industry forces on us. Step one is important because you will get rid of all of that and put black on white what is the focus for your business. Step two is analyze. This is where we will call for strategy and analytical thinking. From dream clients to competitors to collaborators, this is all about step two. Think of market research as well. You will maybe call your past client, call your dream clients, have interviews with people, just making sure that you're talking to the right people. And that step one will match with step two. Another thing from step two is very important that we must find a way to match our personality and energy type to the business structure that we want to run. If you find yourself that you're someone that maybe doesn't have a lot of energy or you prefer to do things live or you want to show up live to teach and to have masterclasses, everyone is different, but you shouldn't run a business in a different way than who you are just because of what is recommended. This is your business. This is your brand. So step two will really determine what is the kind of business that you want to run. Let's move on to step number three, which is called visualize. Here is all about the core values, but not just the core values. Let's start by saying that this is the step where you're going to be setting all the foundation for a super strong brand culture that will run through every bone of your business, this means not only picking values that you think represent your business, but finding ways so that you can embody those values in your business. This means you cannot pick some vague values just to say, oh, done. The values need to be represented in your business on a daily basis through your content, through how you show up with your people, to the onboarding and offboarding systems that you have set up for your clients. This is really what will put everything together. And already by the end of step three, you will have a personality-soaked brand. Finally, we have step four. This is elevate. Of course, a brand couldn't be complete without the visual side of things. So we need to make sure that the inside match the outside in a very visual and beautiful way. This might mean creating completely brand new colors, having completely different logos changing the fonts, changing the kind of imagery that you present on your website, maybe redesigning the website. Everything will reflect the brand strategy that you did so far. When you use the Ray framework, you can revisit your brand strategy every single time you feel out of touch with your brand without having to burn everything down and start from scratch. I don't know about you, but this should feel pretty damn good. I have felt out of touch from with my brand Very often, and the brave framework really saved me from not burning everything down and starting from scratch just another time. You have full control over your brand. Let me give you an example if your values didn't change, but you feel like your audience shifted, which is a very common thing, you could simply revisit step two, the analyze, and make sure that everything else is fine. But how can you target new people? This would mean Instead of burning everything and start from scratch, just find new people, talk with them, interview them and find your new target audience. Another example could be if you feel like your why has changed but your core values are the same, it's all about reflecting over step one, which is reconnect and then move forward. Step one is all about journaling, reconnecting with your why, maybe going back to your first Instagram post and see what was What were you saying? What was the drive? Why were you so motivated? Or maybe reading some of your old journals. Changing your why doesn't mean like you have to change everything else in your brand strategy. Sometimes it's just a different mission. And this is fine. Working with the Ray framework will help you in removing so much of the self-doubt that fills our days as entrepreneurs. And it will make decision-making a breeze because you have a strategy that will back you up. It's not about oh my God, I have to rebrand everything because this tiny little thing in my brand. No, you literally open your document, go to the section you need to update, and you're good to go. If you take nothing else away from this episode, know that having a breathable living document as your brand strategy will allow you to continually grow your business and reach all of your goals. A proper brand strategy should never make you feel trapped. Actually, quite the opposite. You should feel limitless, like you can achieve everything still with a brand strategy that can make you up. Something that is still making sense, that is structured, but that, that is infused with your personality. So the takeaway for you today is to go right now and check your current brand strategy. See how you feel. Is it making you feel like you can accomplish everything or is it maybe holding you back? Maybe it's not updated. Maybe you did a brand strategy when you started your business and never really looked into that ever again. So if this is the case, maybe the very framework could work for you.
4: My name is Laurie Amirabito. I'll be your speaking coach and speaking strategist, sharing my over two decades of in-person and virtual stage experience to help you leverage the many opportunities to share your stories and gifts with others at meetings, conferences, and online. One harmful practice coaches need to ditch right away is waiting till enough time has passed to feel ready to be booked as a speaker, where you can share your story and your solutions with more people at one time. This waiting game will keep you in the land of struggle. Let me share why we all need to let this strategy go. When starting out and growing your business, you need to get in front of the right People, the people who have the very problem that you can solve. You know, posting on social media, you just don't know if you're reaching the people who have the pain that you have a solution for. So, using a strategy that gets you in front of people who are interested in what you have to say will have all eyes and ears on you and not scrolling to the next pretty picture. Before I take you through the steps, let me introduce what you can do instead getting visible as a speaker. Being the book speaker at in person and virtual events because speaking is the fastest way to grow your business. And when you're the speaker in the front of the room, again, all eyes and ears are on you, and you get to be positioned as that person of authority on your topic. Now, I'll take you through each step. These are the exact steps that I use when I was first starting out, when I had zero experience in speaking and zero experience working with clients. These are the steps that will help you look like a pro even if you've never spoken to any size audience before. First, let's talk about the mindset. You know more about your area of passion than the people that are in the audience. I want you to believe in yourself and that will build confidence and the audience is going to feel that from your energy. First, where do you start looking for opportunities? I get this question all the time, and there are so many meetings and conferences that are happening every single day. But speaking is so much more than stages and Zoom. Speaking is also presenting inside of a mastermind, a private Facebook community, and even doing joint lives on social media platforms like Facebook or Instagram. My big advice is for you to start with your warm market, the people who already know and love you and believe in you. I want you to feel more confident when you offer to speak, so let me share the different parts of a speech so that you feel really comfortable when you reach out to your war market and offer your speaking services. First, the opening. You need to grab, you need to grab their attention and give your audience a reason to lean in and pay attention. So here are some great attention grabbing strategies to use. A statistic a quote, an unknown fact, or even a story. And then I want you to explain why this piece of information is so relevant to the audience and how it ties into your topic. Next, you're going to establish your authority. Now that you've got their attention, we got to keep their attention. So the next question to answer is, why you? And this is a great time to share a little bit about your story and how you became so passionate about your area of expertise. And here's a pro tip. This is not a time to list off all those degrees and certifications. You want to come across as relevant to your audience, friendly, and that you understand where they are. So let's not sound like you're reading off a resume. Next, is the majority of your speech, your compelling content. This is the part that most people get really hung up on. You already have a speech inside of you. Yes, that's what I said. You already have a speech inside of you. And I'm going to make this so easy for you. Here's the question that I want you to answer. What are the questions people ask about your specialty, your business, or how you help clients. Make a list and keep your answers simple and to the point. What you don't want to do is use industry jargon, confuse the audience, or overwhelm them with too much information. Now you might be wondering, well, how many questions should I answer? And that's going to depend on how long that you're being asked to speak for and phrase the questions as if it's part of the speech. And here's what I mean. You might be wondering how many events there are in any given day looking to book a speaker, and the answer might surprise you. On any given day, there are over 7,500 meetings and conferences being held. Yes, you heard that right, every single day. And that number is just here in the U.S., Those 7,500 meeting planners and conference organizers are looking for speakers. And when you reach out to them, they are going to be sighing with a sense of relief. Okay, so I'm sure you get the point. So I kind of weaved in the questions within my answers. Next is the final step. We want to wrap up your speech just as beautifully as you began it. This is where you'll remind the audience what you covered and shared with them. I want you to highlight the key points. And this is a great time to share your call to action with the audience. Think of your call to action as the very next best step after the presentation that you just gave. Maybe that's a download, a phone call, A sample of your work. You decide what feels best for you to offer. And here's another pro tip. Your offer is not only the next best step, it's also the beginning of your relationship with each person who raises their hand and says yes. Here's what's possible when coaches use this speak up advantage. And I want you to imagine for a moment, you're sharing the very topic that you're passionate about. That might be health, motherhood, fitness, branding, whatever your niche and focus is. You are oozing with excitement. And after the applause has died down, a small crowd surrounds you to ask you a few final questions. And they remark about how your presentation made a difference. And you check your phone an hour or so later to see several people have booked discovery calls with you and it took less time than you could have imagined. Talk about efficiency and impacting more people, and this can be your new reality. If you take nothing else away from this episode, know that you do not need to wait till you have years of experience to get booked as a speaker. There are people right now who you could be helping and impacting by sharing your story, your tips, your solutions with. And meeting planners are looking for someone just like you to speak to their audience
0: today. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you're new to Coaches on a Mission, please take a moment to like, subscribe, follow, do all the things so that you don't miss another episode. This small act of support actually helps us get this important what-to-do-instead message into more earbuds of values-driven coaches just like you. So speaking of that, if you know a values-driven coach who could benefit from this episode, this show, or definitely this series, please share this episode with them now. And don't forget to download your companion What to Do Instead magazine now at dallastravers.com WTDI. We will see you soon for another excellent episode.